A quick warning to our listeners, this episode contains discussions of sensitive topics, including trauma. Listener discretion is advised. Please take care of yourself. This is Chelsea. She calls herself a leaf in the wind. She is strong-willed and thoughtful with her emotions. She believes in following your moral compass. Chelsea was 17 years old when she entered the foster care system. You may be surprised that at 17, nearly an adult, you can still enter the foster care system and be in the custody of the state. But it happens. According to Voices for Virginia's Children, 35% of Virginia's foster care population is ages 14 and up and forced to navigate the most challenging childhood years without permanency, meaning a family. Chelsea entered foster care after her mom was given about a month to improve their living situation and did not. Imagine how that felt. Sure, Chelsea was 17, but you're never too old to feel that kind of pain and loss and disappointment. For the next few years, Chelsea would float from place to place, hoping for something to hold on to, to help the pain and loss and disappointment subside. Trying to find a source of grounding, you know, in a Ferris wheel, like, it just, it wasn't there. This is Unsettled Aging Out, a multi-part podcast from DePaul Community Resources. I'm Allison Wickline, host and producer of this podcast. After Chelsea's mom was unable to bring her back home, she was placed in a group home. This is a common occurrence. Nationally, 41% of foster youth ages 13 to 17 are placed in a group home as soon as they are removed from their parents. That's according to a 2015 report by the Center for State Child Welfare Data. I honestly didn't know. I didn't understand. There was no one there to really explain to me what was going on and what was happening. I just knew I wasn't home. A few months later, a foster home opened. Chelsea was hopeful. Yes, it wouldn't be the same as being back with her mom, but it could be nice. A family home willing to welcome her. But Chelsea's hopes were in vain. It was not a home she could settle in. And she doesn't blame her foster parents for that. She says they were great people who were ready to guide and love a foster child. But she had been on her own long enough to know that she wanted more independence, more room to grow. Against her social worker's advice, Chelsea left the foster care system and walked into the unknown on her own. I had 
made a leap to go um, live with someone I barely knew because I was very young, um, three hours away, and I had to sign myself out of foster care to do that. Navigating the world on her own as a young adult with no support system and living with someone she barely knew did not work out like she hoped. It felt like spinning in a circle because nowhere where I was landing was the right place. I couldn't live in this group home. I couldn't live with my foster parents. You know, I couldn't live by myself with this person. Like, I couldn't, I I wanted to do it, you know, but every place I kept landing wasn't working. At this time in her life, Chelsea should have been dreaming about her future, applying for college or a first job, learning how to drive, navigating new relationships. Instead, she was, as she says, spinning in a circle. It was in that moment of spinning with no stability that Chelsea made a realization. She wanted to live independently but knew she wasn't ready to do it on her own and needed support. Chelsea, who was now 18, called her social worker and asked for help. Soon after, she joined DePaul's independent living program. For a minute, just think about the kind of strength that took for her to reach out and ask for help. I spoke with Chris Tompkins about this. He worked with Chelsea when she first came to DePaul. It takes a significant amount of courage to do that. In essence, you're talking about working within a foster care system that, in many cases, while trying to do the best to protect and provide for children in care, unfortunately, it's still very much a source of a lot of pain and a reminder of past trauma and loss for these young adults. You also don't have a lot of normalized experiences to peers in your life, such as classmates or coworkers who may be living at home with their parents, living with roommates independently, or in a dorm on a college campus. Now, add to that that you've voluntarily chosen to start all over again with trying to live in a new place with new rules and new people that you have to work to build these new relationships with in your life as well. For all these reasons, it really takes a lot of strength, courage, faith, and resilience to do all that and have that kind of trust in participating in a program like this. What I remember most about that time in working with Chelsea is her strength, resilience, and a sense of grace. Chelsea was someone who had a lot of passion that was evident to everyone around her who had the chance to work with her. I remember her having a strong passion in particular for working with animals and doing things that positively impacted the environment. Chelsea excelled in the program. She was working full-time, learning to budget and save money for her future, and bought a car so she could live as independently as possible. She was proud of herself, proud of how far she had come. Having someone, like, lift your chin up and say, it's going to be okay. I got you now. That may sound like the perfect ending to this story. I could stop there and wrap things up with a beautiful bow. But that's not reality. And there is so much more to Chelsea's story. So much more under the surface.
Chelsea attends therapy regularly. It's an important part of her life now. Yes, I've grown so much and I'm so much stronger than I've ever been. But I still cope every day with feeling like I'm never going to belong anywhere. I want to pause Chelsea's story for a minute and bring in Christy Bonavita to talk about foster care and mental health. Christy is the manager of training and family support at DePaul. She has degrees in developmental psychology. Here's Christy. Results of two studies, the Casey National Alumni Study and the Northwest Alumni Study, reveal that foster care alumni or former foster youth are experiencing mental health illnesses at rates higher than those of the general population. Notably, the rate of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, among former foster youth was nearly five times that of the general population. An article published by the University of San Francisco sums it up well, in my opinion. Quote, foster children are a uniquely vulnerable population, experiencing multiple forms of trauma, both through the experiences of initial maltreatment or neglect and the subsequent experiences of family separation and unstable relationships. As a result, these vulnerable youth exhibit complex mental health conditions, which negatively impact their ability to succeed, maintain wholesome relationships, and live fuller lives, end quote. Chelsea says she's grateful for therapy. She knows that not every young person who ages out of the foster care system has that type of support, and she's right. Christy, again. A study published in the Children and Youth Services Review explored the relationship between remaining in foster care beyond the age of 18, behavioral health needs, and behavioral health care services. When researchers surveyed foster youth before they left the system, more than half of those with symptoms of behavioral health problems were receiving needed services. But by the end, when all of them were out of foster care, only about one-third of those who needed mental health care were actually getting it. It's understandably emotional for Chelsea to revisit her feelings of moving from childhood to adulthood in the foster care system instead of in a loving home with a family. It wasn't fair It isn't fair. It hurt then, and it still hurts now. I just, like, wish people knew, like, what that tells you about your own self-value. While exploring her own emotions, Chelsea is also able to find empathy for other children and teens entering the system. It isn't fair for them either. It's hard no matter what age. You get brought in. It doesn't matter. The message still, I would imagine, is the same for all of us. Is that it? Is that why, why am I not enough to be in a normal family? Or why am I not enough to still be with my family? I wanted to know more about this message Chelsea is talking about. These feelings of never being enough. And what that can do to a child or young adult. So I asked Christy. The answer is found in attachment, which is the kind of bond formed between parent and child in the first years of life, and it deeply impacts how children will come to view themselves, others, and the world. When a parent consistently sees and responds to a child's needs, the child learns that they are worthy of love, 
that it feels good to be in relationship with others, and that the world is generally a safe place. But for Chelsea and so many others like her, they've learned that the world is scary. Relationships are unpredictable and unsafe. And maybe worst of all, they've come to believe that they are not only unloved, but they actually think that they're unlovable. It makes sense that someone with this core belief would think that they could never be enough for others. Today, Chelsea is 27 years old. She works at a veterinary office and, as she says, gets to help pets and people, which makes her happy. She recently started pursuing a new dream with her partner. I've started um, taking some American Sign Language courses and started to kind of work with that. And actually, the, the person that I'm with, we are, you know, doing it together. We're actually working on teaching um, her son or our son um, each day different different signs and things like that. So we're working together as a family to actually kind of pick this new thing up and do it together as a team. She's finding her footing after years of living life unsettled. But she's also a realist and knows it's not that simple and it won't be easy. As she says, she may always be a leaf floating in the wind, hoping for a soft landing somewhere. You know, I'm nervous because I have been so here and there and everywhere. It's hard for me sometimes to stay grounded. It makes you wonder, what would happen if the foster care system was more proactive? What would have happened if Chelsea's mom had been helped before Chelsea was removed from the home? Could interventions from a proactive foster care system have spared Chelsea the pain and trauma she's still dealing with today? There's no doubt that Chelsea is strong and resilient. I hope you could hear that in her words. But there's a chance she wouldn't be burdened with trauma if the child welfare system had offered her and her mom resources before it was too late. Just imagine. In the next and final episode of Unsettled Aging Out, we're taking a closer look at the topics we discussed during this series. Why do so many youth age out of foster care? How do we break down barriers for these youth so they have a chance? Where is the system failing and what can we do about it? That's next time on Unsettled Aging Out. Unsettled Aging Out is a multi-part podcast from DePaul Community Resources. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, Allison Wickline. Please visit depaulcr.org slash unsettled podcast for more content and to learn how you can get involved. Thank you for listening.